Hello, we are live with another episode of The Music Prophet. So for this week, we have, well, it's becoming a thing that every month I have a rapper on the show, which is kind of dope, because I'm a fan, and I think that they don't get enough press on the radio. So for this week, we have Mike Majorly in the show. How's it going, brother? What's up, dude? So kind of give some... Kind of give a background on yourself, you know, like where you're from, kind of I was born where it in, started. I was born in Kinmans, Ontario, a little town north of here. Um, I moved out here when I was very, very young. Uh, my father lived out here. And from, from here, I ended up moving out to Montreal with my mother, where I was raised. And from there, I ended up being a little bad kid. Not going to school and falling in with the wrong crowds and all that stuff. Typical teenager. And ended up missing school and running away from home. And, and then that's what got you into music? Yeah, basically. Everything getting getting sent away from my family and all that stuff. They took me away from my family at a young age. Children's aid and all that. It put me in a group home. I was away from my parents for a long time. Out on the road and different cities bouncing around stuff like that i never really had a place to call home or th- that i belonged in you know what i mean so i was really just finding myself through the music and helping me project my message and my story through everything and then uh like so kind of when it comes to music have you always been doing rat like the not quite auto tune, but like that sort of trap inspired. Oh, bro, no rapper. We I started doing this like super hip hop, like super like boom bap hip hop back in the day. Like we had a group in Montreal called the Higher Class THC, the Higher Class. We were a b- bunch of guys from different high schools. We all started rapping. We all came together, and we all just created a little group, and we would all all pitching together, go to the studio and put songs together with us five six guys on the song so it would just start pumping it would start popping in all the high schools right and then from then on we started picking up traction everywhere else and then once i moved back here everybody started going on and doing their own thing solo and finding themselves as artists and now they're all, they all started their own labels and all that stuff i ended up here and started my campaign over here how does that change? Because you'd be around a circle of artists constantly mm-hmm. there, and then when you, by the time you came to Sudbury, all of a sudden that sort of like fades away. Oh yeah, it's a whole different lifestyle, right? Big city compared to out here. A lot of the same values and stuff like that through the music and everything, but environment and stuff like that, right? I I fell with the drugs here when I came out here, right? And that's where I almost lost my life. They gave me thirty days to live and all that stuff. It's a lot with the environment and the people you choose to hang around that influence you a, a lot as a human being and a lot as an artist too through your music and what you write and what you go through right what you write has that changed the way that you approach music too yeah i find yeah uh, a lot it, it opened my mind to a lot of things i'm not I, I'm, I'm able to listen to a lot of different genres. I'm not picky. I'm able to listen to to up and coming artists and people who might not have all their production or 
their full potential in their music there and I can hear it. You know what I mean? I can hear things that people are trying to do with their music other than just what I'm doing with it because I've been there. You know what I mean? I know what it's like to not have what you want, what, what you got. You know what I mean? You can only work with what you have. You know what I mean? Beyond your, you can't go beyond your means. Can you actually expand on that? Because I feel like a lot of musicians, in general, a lot of artists, when they start out, you're kind of like you're stuck with your one skill set, you know, like mm-hmm. if you can write, you're just stuck with writing and you might want to get into doing rap or start doing like indie music, but you can't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't yeah. have a backup band, you don't have mm-hmm. the production side. Mm-hmm. It's honestly just go for it. That's, that's, that's what I've learned. I, honestly, if you, if you want to try something and if you think you can, you think you can tackle it, just go for it. You got to start somewhere, right? Practice makes perfect. Everybody starts somewhere. So where did you start? What was oh. what was what is your first oh, memory bro. of <laughs> writing a song? <laughs> bro, I was literally I used to be like scared. I used to have to like go into like when I, I had projects for school, I used to have to like go in the closet and close the door to read them to my mom. Like I was that shy. And now it's like I don't know how I can even do this, but it's crazy. I started just like honestly, I started rapping because I, I it was cool. It was cool. Nobody was doing it, and <laughs> honestly, I'd just go on. I had a website. I would go on, and I would just write my rhymes down. It would give me all my rhymes, and I would just do that. And then I would start putting up videos on Facebook, you know, and everybody started commenting, "Oh, that's cool. That's crazy. That's great." At the time, they weren't any rhymes, but, but nobody else was doing it. So, right? Everybody's like, "That's crazy," and nobody else had like the guts to put it up and take the backlash or whatever that might have came with it, right? So. Because it is. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty, it's honestly a brave thing to put yourself out there that and much. I was whack, bro. <laughs> I was super whack. <laughs> then my, my lyrics, now I go back and, and look at them and they didn't even make sense. It's like, it's crazy. <laughs> but everyone's like that. I mean, yeah, like, exactly. let's be honest. The, the amount of, the, when you first start out, your stuff's terrible. Exactly. You just need, it's a lot of, you don't have experience to us. It's, it's life experience too. A lot of, when you just start rapping for, for the fun of it, it's not really like you're trying to put your life into it. And then my life started getting involved. I started falling into all this stuff. And now it's every day for me. When I breathe, I wake up. I don't I don't even listen to music anymore, really. I listen to beats. I don't. It's like just my life now, you know? It's taking over. Is So since you listen to beats, for the most part, do you find that you get more inspiration or is actually less inspiration to write. Beats? Um, I actually do get a lot more of my inspiration from beats than I do from just hearing music. I don't know what it is. I just have my mind and how I flow with things. And I, I like to sing and get get things out of me. I've been just starting to get into the singing, really. I, I've been doing the rapping thing, starting to transition more into the vocalizing and the, the melodies and all that stuff, R&B and trap and all the soul that I, that I grew up on. So. Do you find you write from the heart? Oh yeah, always, always. I can't write unless I feel something to it. So, but at the same time, though, is there where is the line between this is from the heart, but then there's the line this is too much information. So is is there? Do you have a like a I, middle point? I have. I actually have like a little alter ego with my stuff. I do do 
I do do the R and B stuff that's from the heart, but every everybody gets cocky. It's it's the rapper personality, right? So it's part of the game, do, yeah. Exactly. I'm the I get in my little moods, right, and I write my verses that are that are cocky and they're outspoken and stuff like that. So there's there's not really a line really that I find should be there. It's just what you put in what you're saying, right? So nothing's off guard, would you say? Um, no, not necessarily. No, no, no not me anyway. <laughs> Yeah, because it is, for some rappers there is, other people there isn't, right? You know, no, like... No, I have no holds barred. I'll say whatever I want. Which is interesting, because when uh, Joey Karma was in the studio a while ago, he kind of said, like, he kind of talked about how it's the same. You know, like, his story is a story. You can't change that. Yeah, you can't change that for nobody, man. No, it's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna change if somebody else listens to it, you know what I mean, no. But speaking of change, uh, when you look at kind of the way that you have an have, as an artist has changed over the years. Oh, I've matured a lot as an artist. I've found myself a lot and gotten a lot more serious with my craft. Um, just over the, over the writing process and studio and going to different studios and knowing what works and what doesn't. And it's a long process, man. It's not easy finding your sound. And doing all that stuff, but it took me maybe probably nine, ten years to do that, man. It's been a long time, long time. So, do you have any tricks or things that worked for you to finally find your sound? Practice, 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 practice every day. Write every day. That's what I do. Write it, even if it's something just a little something. You gotta write it in your phone. If it's a little lyric here or there, if it's if you're, if you're researching, so, eh, just stay in the music. That's that's what I've been doing. Stay involved in the music. Make it your folk. Yeah, that because especially when, you know, it's it's like that with a lot of art forms, mm -hmm. especially yeah, in writing. Like that with anything too. If that's if that's what you want to chase, and if that's your dream, if that's your focus, then make it your all. You know what I mean? If you want it, then chase it. Have you always had the dream of being a rapper, or was that no? Is that a new thing? This was just a hobby. This was the pastime for a while. Like when we were in school and stuff like that, it was just a pass of time. It was just fun for us. And then you started, start doing shows, start hearing people scream your name and say your, your lyrics and saying that your, your songs help them and it, it helps you. You know what I mean? It drives you. So helping me grow. And that's what keeps me making music really is just hearing how my music helps other people. What's the best response that you've, or the best sort of reaction that you've had so far? Mm. Lots, man. I hear a lot. Lots of people tell me my music just helps them out of their out of their out of their feelings and out of all of all that stuff. It helps them get through things, and that's 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 all that matters to me. To be honest, if it helps you, then I'm I'm happy. So there isn't, you know, like one story or like one sort of conversation you've had so far that's just been most targeted. Mm, no, not yet. Not yet. No. No, there've been more. It's more just big, big stories. But I haven't got. I haven't yet to run into uh, a heart something that that hits me yet. It's still early, man. It's still yeah, early exactly, in your career yeah. too. No, that's true. Serious in my serious career, yeah, hundred percent. Especially like that's the biggest difference. I feel like in music is that you know, like in the first few years. Mm -hmm. that's still really early stage like it feels like you've done a lot but oh yeah no it takes a while no 
No, yeah, doing a lot behind the scenes and doing a lot seriously is is a different story too. You know what I mean? Like actually going out and doing the shows and putting the music out, and as opposed to doing getting the the, the songs recorded and having them built up and all that stuff like that. It's 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 different. It's a lot different. You gotta you gotta stay consistent and you gotta stay present in the scene, right? And that's what I've been building behind the scenes trying to do is get myself set up so I can be consistent and have my music dropping where is the time balance when you look at sort of your average day or week you know how much time do you spend behind the scenes and how much would you say you spend in front you know like doing stuff people mm-hmm. kind of see exactly um well music is my everyday like i wake up and i put on music i don't even make food i make i put on my music before I, before i make my breakfast and uh I just, hey, that's the best kind of breakfast. Exactly, let's be honest. Exactly, and I start writing. I'm, I'm, I write maybe, maybe once a day at least. But my, the way I write, I, it takes me about a week to write a song. But between the shows and everything like that, it's more. It's about like an eighty twenty split between behind the scenes compared to in front of the scenes. A lot more work to be done behind the scenes before you can do anything mm-hmm. up front. But and now that you have a bit of help man- for management, that makes things easier too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a couple big shows coming and stuff like that. We got a big one tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. You're uh... Actually, let's talk about that because you're playing, you're actually opening up for Dax. Yeah, that's a, another show coming tomorrow at the Townhouse. It's going to be live on 10 o'clock. Tickets are $25. It's going to be super lit, man. The last show we did was... It's crazy. It's impressive, especially some of the rap shows that uh, this, that suburb puts on. No, we live, bro. We get super live, man. <laughs> Turn right up. I'm look. I'm excited too. And we got another big one too. We got Lloyd Banks coming up here too in February. So I'm flying back out to Montreal for that one. What is that like? Because you've done a few of those shows where you play with a pretty big name. Do you still do you get starstruck still? Mm, the only one I really got starstruck by was Fetty Wap when he came. I didn't even get to meet him or nothing like that. They let me on stage with him when he did his performance, or just having him there. You know, I mean, just seeing you guys on TV. You know what I mean? And in the videos and stuff like that. There is a kind of little thing with it, but being an artist, and I've met a couple like Honey Cocaine and other ones like that, and they're just humans. They're just like me and you. Mm-hmm. When you meet them, you actually speak to them as people face to face. Same thing. It's like just like me. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, it's surprising, man. A lot of people, well, in general, society kind of makes them seem spectacular, but in the end, they're just no, man, the same dude as no, you. We're all people. We're all human. We all believe the same. They just happen to have a bigger <laughs> fan following, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even but even musically, like the one thing that. I've always kind of found with when you meet musicians is that there's a certain patience to some and that others they're really trying to force like push themselves forward like you can tell the motivation yeah, yeah, when no. you meet an artist well that yeah no that's a that's another thing too well some people too then when you know you got it and when you know you you know what I mean that that's that could be one thing but a lot of people too like well if I know I got it I'll, I'll say I got it you know what I mean I'm not just gonna some people are a lot more withheld with their stuff. They're a lot more humble. Yeah, exactly. Everybody to each their own. That's what it is, you know? 
But so for yourself then, would you say that you're humble or that you are okay to brag about saying that like, I've got it, man? Um, I've worked for it. I've put the work in for it. Um, I do have my moments, but I'd say for the most part, I am humble about everything. Yeah, especially, I mean, if you're, especially when you're really focused on the music and when you do the, once you do the behind the scenes work, it's, it's tough to say that egotistical, confident. No, exactly. Especially when you're working with artists and in the, in the music industry, it's a lot of that. You're meeting a lot of people. You're going to different studios. You're meeting different artists. You got to, you got to learn to meet with people. You can't be hard headed. You can't be arguing. You can't be doing stuff like that. You're not going to go nowhere. You're going to ruin your name. You're going to, you're going to blackball yourself. You know what I mean? That's, it's, it's, it's a lot in who you are too. You know what I mean? You can ruin a lot of, a lot of opportunities and stuff like that for yourself. Just, just being like that. So you do got to kind of humble yourself when it comes to things like that. Especially in the studio. Like the producer works with artists oh, no, like I've yourself been, all been, the time, right? No, you no, know? I've been in sessions where the, the artist is like, uh, he's not acting right. And producer, no, get out. That's it. it it's, it's all people, man. It's the people. If they don't want to work with you, they don't want to work with you. That's what it is. Oh, we're just taking a mic there. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, uh, and that's the biggest thing is that, sure, you can brag on your, on a track. And that's the thing, too. But... An artist as a human being and an artist is two different things. And if I can see someone as a human, and that's two different things. If I like you as a person, it doesn't mean I don't like you as an artist. And you can make, it's two different things, right? Yeah. I mean, but is it, would you say it's accurate that what you do as an artist is different than what you do as a, as like, or rather, would you say that what Mike Majorly does is different than what Mike Major does? Is there a difference, you know? Mm, not necessarily. It, it, it depends for everybody. It depends, right? Because some people just do it for the fun. Some people do it for life. And some people do it to eat, to make money and all that stuff. So some people are right at rapping about their life and all that stuff. And that's what I'm doing. Every day I'm out here and... All I do have to talk about, right? It's my my story. I, I don't have time to talk about no one else. You release a lot of singles, a lot of features, yeah. and that's becoming uh, the trend in hip hop, especially. Exactly. Is this culture of releasing a ton of singles mm-hmm. instead of one big album, right? Yeah, I still I've been doing this for like eight years. I still haven't dropped an album yet. I don't know. It's just more. I, it's mostly too my mind scattered a lot too so my songs are very much on topic every song but they vary between each one so I have a hard time bunching them together and putting them into a project mm-hmm. to, to put into an album or whatever the case mixtape or EP or stuff like that another thing too it takes me a long time to write my songs I put a lot of time into my music like some songs will take me and it's all in how I feel too, right? Some songs I'll put it on, I'll write the whole song in maybe a half an hour. Some songs it'll take me three months to write the song. So it all it all it all depends really. So is do you find that which do you prefer, you know? Like do you think that it's important to release a lot of singles or when it comes I'm, to the like the listening experience? I'm, you know? I, I like quality over quantity. I'd rather put out one song every month and put out a song every week that's half as good as the one song a month you know what i mean i'd rather put my time and there's no, you can never put too much time into a song you can never in my opinion really there's, there's never too much picking at it or 
taking it apart. Or, uh, but you you can't spend too much time on it. Another thing too could be does ruin things. But yeah, you don't you don't want to overdo it, right? Exactly. No, that that's what I mean. You don't want to spend too much time dwelling on a project as well. But there's nothing wrong with going back and having issues and having to fix things and even 20, 30 times over. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of reminds me of, you know, like when you see interviews with producers and they say that it was take 37. Exactly. That no, made the final cut. I mean. You go in the studio and you, you mess up and what are you, go again, go again. A lot of people, they get discouraged, you know what I mean? And they feel like, oh no, screw this, I can't do it. No, It takes time. It takes a lot of time and effort. Like a lot of these big songs you hear on the radio and stuff like that. It wasn't just an hour session, you know what I mean? It's always days, days and days in the studio. Doing the same lines over and over and over again until you get it right. What it is, it's your sound too. You got to be serious about your sound, and you know what you want for yourself as an artist. Mm-hmm. How has that experience been for you? Because you've been in a lot of studios over the years. Exactly. So has your patience increased? Has yeah. You know, like what? What did was it? What what made it so it got easier to actually very, spend the time? Yeah, I'm very really very picky with my music, so that's why it does take me a long time to put stuff out. So, but I'm. I've really oh I'm shaking this mic here. The earthquake happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but patience in the studio because that is something that you have to learn. Exactly. No, no. Well, that's the thing too. Yeah, the guy behind the computer, right? You're not the guy. You're just the guy dropping the lyrics, right? So I mean, a lot of the time. It takes time too. It's not an it's not an easy task to make mix vocals and stuff like that too. So, and plus when you know what you want, you know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, but when it comes when it comes to producers, are there certain names that you've worked with that are just that yeah. you've enjoyed that you've enjoyed? Jordell, Jordell Downs, Jordell, Jordell, Jordell. That's it. That's <laughs> it. The only man out here. Great guy, man. Atmosphere is great. He's very welcoming. Amazing atmosphere in his studio. And he's a good friend too, so it, it helps too, right? Take us through the experience of working with a producer. You know, I'm sure some people listening have done that. But at the same time, for anyone listening that isn't a musician, I feel like you can't really understand the process of showing lyrics and having someone actually make the song oh, for you exactly. without doing it you know that's what i tell people all the time too just being able to rap is a lot different than knowing how to make a song going into the studio and making a full track because it's, it's a song is not just rapping it's not just going in there and rapping so then like so give some give some of the background you know like what yeah, else is involved you, besides that oh you there's layers on audio you know what i mean you need to add like it's not you, you need to have full layers so you can't just have yourself rapping you need to people you need to mix in your audio as well right so you need to have your ad libs you need to have your dubs you need to have your punches you need to have all all your stuff your layers whatever you choose to put on there you need to know where to place those it's not just it's not just a rap you know what i mean yeah you need you need to have certain 808s going in the background yeah a bit of the puzzle it's almost like a puzzle that's how i see it when my when i write too each piece sort of, each piece has the right spot to fit only. Exactly, yeah. 
I try to push it to the, with the, my syllables. I like to jump around too, right? So, on my on my fast stuff, and that that's kind of helped me as an artist write the slower music now and tackle the slower stuff because it's harder for me to write slow music than it is to write hard, fast music. Why is that? I have no clue. I think it's and I I'm like I'm a big burnout, bro. Like I can't I can't think I can't think fast. But when I write, my mind goes. My mind goes. So. <coughs> I have no idea what why that is. That's interesting because even in rap, there is the genre of fast rap. You know, like it's a oh, of course. it's a style. Of course, of course, and then that that did influence me for a while. Just as I started more into the beginning stages of my my music, that influenced me a lot with my music, and I really got hopped into that a lot. You can see through all my old music that's on SoundCloud and stuff like that. It's all fast and stuff like that. And slowly through through the months, I've been Slowing it down and slowing it down. Has that been a fun process? Well, yeah. A lot of times people can't follow. And a lot of times people don't care. Like, you know what I mean? When I go to the studio and like me and three artists all have the same length verse and they have one page and I have three pages and like people are just, they're not, they don't, they don't listen to it. They're not following that fast. People come up to me and they're like, oh, I hear it's a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, you know, but <laughs> don't want to, and it's, it's, I waste my time. I can make stuff half, half speed and it still says the same message. Not to put you on the spot, but I'm actually wondering if it's like if you have a verse sort of on the top of your head that you could show that's quick. Because a, a lot of the music we played uh, is... Uh, I got one, yeah. Because, because I've, a lot of the music that we've played so far is a lot slower Mm-hmm. And I think it would be really cool to show the uh, show the listeners what it sounds like to go fast rap mm-hmm. versus that. So I mean, if you can do it, man, let's yeah. do it. Oh, okay. Still up in the spaceship, Pluto. Uh, wait. Uh, still ain't got the same shit, you know. Uh, still up in the spaceship, Pluto. Uh, still can't help it. I wish I could do most. Still ain't trying to face it. Really can't escape it. Don't think I felt this. I wish it would do most. Still got them waiting. Really got them hating. Came out the basement. They hop up the scooter. One trying to come down, but not too low. Uh, don't spill my cups on my knee. Me like two more. You trying to get down with my crudo. Uh, no, we not the same for this. Let me thank you for when every day come with a new flow. Uh, I'm a wrist up inside of my shoe, though. It's almost like they never knew, though. Huh. Open ass, tell me what's a bit to a brutal ass shit. Took a knee, let me draw a sick keep turn to up that seat through the dust. Up the coming, coming up, I don't know why they talk. Slip, turn and move like the sucker window. Got Nick. That was sweet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, like, you can honestly tell, I think, that, uh, there is that difference, yeah, you know? Of course. A lot more time time put into it too, right? Yeah. And it's it's a it's I'm glad and it's I'm glad you mentioned the difference in audience because for someone that's not used to hearing that, it would you you wouldn't really hear the syllables, the mm-hmm. unique sounds, and the we're word in choice. that day where people they listen mostly for the beat. You know what I mean? They're not really into the lyrics. We're getting more into that now. I see slowly in the culture I'm realizing that people are Starting to listen to lyrics a bit more now, but mostly they, they like the beat, they like the catchy tune, they like something that's going to ring in their heads and maybe sound nice in the car when you drive by, you know? Has that played a factor in your change of sound over the years? Um, yeah, here and there, yeah. Certain, I have certain songs now that, I, that I'll only perform, 
because they, they bang hard and that's songs that I'll only that I'll put out and songs that I'll keep for myself. You know what I mean? I I know what I what goes where now type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, every artist needs a banger, yeah, and at the same exactly, time, yeah. you need a song that's for the for the lyrical. You need to be versatile too, right? That's a that's a big thing. You need to be able to show your versatility as an artist if you want to be picked up by labels and stuff like that. You can't just be a one trick pony. It's not gonna take you nowhere. And is, but when it comes to, I feel like that also comes down to inspiration. Somebody you listen to, doesn't it? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Inspiration drives you as an artist. That's what it is, man. If you got no inspiration, what do you got to write about? Yeah. What, what, what do you got to need? That inspiration is motivation to me. That if I'm not inspired, I don't want to write. I don't want to do, do nothing regarding music, right? Do you? And you're. In, you said you listen to a lot. Of, at the start of the show, you said you listen to a lot of beats. Mm-hmm. But what? What actually inspires you to write? Mm, feeling. Feeling dramatic situations. Big things happening. Stuff like that. I'll feel like something crazy, which is a traumatic situation, and I just want to write. I'll want to get in the studio, or I'll want to get a song done and write a song. Or I'll, I'll hear something. I'll hear something on the radio or something that'll make me feel some type of way, and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to write a song. And is that in a? Do you find that it's an immediate, instinctual thing at this point? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, especially with art, it's it is one of those things that you can't control when you get those outbursts. You know. No, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I won't write. It's what I do now. I haven't I haven't written a song in three months, four months. Even after like that, that that verse is two years old. Like oh, some songs, I won't even put out for for time for time. It's all in how I'm feeling in the moment. Is that all right? When it comes to that, because within within writing music, performing, releasing, mm-hmm. there is sometimes there's a methodology. Sometimes there isn't. Yeah. So, are you the type of artist that has a ton of material saved up, or do you write something, record it, release it right away? Oh, I have a ton of material saved up because I spend so much time picking apart my verses and stuff like that before I record them. I make sure. Well, every time I go to the studio, I don't leave lyrics. I, I just I'll always have my my shit in my head. I'll just go there and just get it off off my head. I don't read off my phone. I don't read off the read off the paper. I used to, not no more. But, yeah, no. That's interesting. So you actually so you memorize all the lyrics before I get to the studio. Yeah, even, even for my shows, I don't rehearse. Like, none of my shows. That's, that's a thing for me, too. I maybe should start, but I haven't run into no problems yet. Like, I don't rehearse. Like, I'll just find myself. I don't even get come up with my set list till like, two, two days before the show. I don't even, I didn't even send my set list in for Dax yet. The show's tomorrow. <laughs> That's an it. Actually, I think that'd be cool to jump into that topic. It keeps me on my toes, you know. Keeps yeah. on your feet, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you make a set list, because you're playing, like I mean, you're playing in you're playing in front of Dax, who's a dope artist, mm-hmm. and the odds of him actually doing anything or asking to come on track is rare, right? Exactly. But at the same time, when you do, you make a set list for the artist that you're playing with, or do you um, make a set list for the crowd? No, I make it for the crowd, and like just recently, back it, it was more for the artists that would come. It would be more to suit the genre of 
of the show, right? But now it's more for the crowd. The crowd knows us, the city knows us, right? Everybody out here, anybody who's been to one of our shows knows what it's like, so. Talk about that. Like, give, give a description of a rap show in Sudbury. Um, uh, one of our rap shows in Sudbury. Of course. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I never even end up making it to see the end. Because it gets that crazy. I end up busy too much. And <laughs> anybody parties. But like, yeah, we get super lit, man. We tear the roof off the place. It's crazy. My buddy, my buddy Crip freaking crowd surfed in the, in the, in the townhouse. The ceiling is like seven feet high. <laughs> and people are six feet tall. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, you made it happen. Shout out Crip. That is pretty dope. I feel like the townhouse hasn't had a crowd surfing. Happened for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I was thinking about it, but no. I'm too anxious for stuff like that. It depends on your style, man. I yeah, mean, crowd exactly. surfing is dope, but... Yeah, no, that's the thing, too. And it depends on the crowd. The crowd will pump you up, man. Me, like... The crowd gets me going. That's me. It's, my energy all depends on the crowd, too. Like, the crowd's dead. I'm, I'm dead. It's just sad to say, but that's how I am, man. I run big off energies, and I match energies, right? So that's how I am. Well, and that's the whole goal, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you have to feed off of, you literally have to feed off your crowd. Exactly. Because if, if you don't have the crowd behind you. Oh, we have fun with the crowd, that's for sure. We have lots of fun with the crowd. Tomorrow's going to be a big day, man. I'm, I'm excited for that show. Right. And it starts at 10? 10 o'clock, yep. Doors open at 10. Pretty sure it should start by around 10, 30, 11 usually. We'll be going up. We'll be going up at the beginning. Me and my boy Storm Hogan show up for him. Any else is performing that night? Um, we got Sinner X. We got Crypt. We got Storm Hogan. We got Jordel Downs. That's pretty much it. I'm pretty sure. That's a nice mix of styles too. Oh yeah, it really is too. It really, really is. I just heard the Sinner X guy. He's coming up from Timmins. Yes, he uh he played at the. Uh, status 631 show a while ago. Okay, okay, I know Status. Yeah. Him and Status are buddies, which is kind of... And he's talented. Yeah, well, no, I haven't heard none of his stuff, so I'm uh, excited to see his set and see what he's about, for sure. As a final thing, because we only have a few minutes left, uh, are there people... Because we, we're talking about a lot of local rappers here. Mm -hmm. Crypt is from North Bay, or for the most part, Cinerex is from Timmins. Mm -hmm. Uh... Storm Hogan and you're from Sudbury now. Mm -hmm. uh, so are there any local artists, whether they're rappers, singers, whatever, that you've kind of looked up to? Um, not necessarily looked up to, but, but yeah, but just valued and seen as talented and potential and a possibility to go somewhere as well, yeah. Got some good, in, in the music industry, anyways, got my boy T-Cross, he's a real good artist, he's doing the photography thing right now, but he's a crazy artist. Got Joey Karma, mm -hmm. making good music over there. Um, got a couple up-and-coming artists, too. We got some guys who've been out here for time, just been keeping it low-key. Got uh, Trouble the Bandit, we got uh, Bulky the Bandit, we got, um, got Densties, that's my boy. I did a couple songs with him that are out on Spotify. He's a good, he's a real great, real good artist. Um, who else? There's Floor River. There's um, Brazy, my boy Brazy. Shout out mm -hmm. Brazy. 
and his crew RMG. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of youth coming out right now. Um, actually, it's surprising. And I've been oh, Matthias. Speaking of, shout out my boy Matthias. That's crazy. You know XL. There's a lot of artists out here. It's actually crazy. It is surprising, you know, like when you look at the amount of artists who are just in hip hop and Sudbury. Mm-hmm. Even like people who are up and coming. Like, oh man, I'm I'm bringing some people out that nobody knows about out here. I'm working with a couple artists there, helping people develop their behind the scenes. So that's interesting. It kind of it does sound like you're at that point where. You know what you want. You also like you. You want to pass stuff on. Exactly. I know what other people need. I know what other people who might not know what they need. Who are just starting and stuff like that. And I, I like helping people and stuff like that. Giving people opportunities and whatever. Because I, I was that person once too. You know what I mean. Everybody wants to wants to get their foot in the door, but they don't know how. You know what I mean. So. Yeah, when you're in the game for a while, yeah, it's better to pass it on instead of keeping it to yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, uh, before we go, tell us where we can find you and your music online. Um, I'm on Spotify, Mike Major, um, YouTube, I got one song on YouTube, Mike Major, SoundCloud, it's Mike Major, I got two SoundClouds, but they're both the same, both the same logo, so they're not that hard to find, you'll be able to find them. Um, other than that. All the future drops will be all on major platforms. So no more SoundCloud. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. That was sweet. Perfect, man. Thanks for having me, brother. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and, uh, and so that will wrap up this week of The Music Prophet. Uh, so we'll see you next time.